0: This is the Westbrook Community Church Sermon Series, Monday, January 8, 2024. Westbrook, belong, become, and be a blessing. Kevin explains Westbrook's updated approach to connection and spiritual growth. Um, in uh, ...at Westbrook, so I'm going to hand it over to Kevin. He's got a lot more to say about that topic, so uh thank you randy uh hello glad you're here my name is kevin sharp i'm the pastor and if you're worshiping with us online we'd like to greet you as well and, and as as we get into this uh message i just want to say first uh, on january 28th we have a, a baptism service plan now in our tradition we we baptize uh people who are believers so you come to faith in christ then you get baptized. Some traditions don't do it that way. But we say the baptism is just an outward expression of an inward reality. And so if you're interested in that, if you just want to even talk about it and interact with me, I'd love to talk with you or you can connect with any of the staff. And if you're interested in that, put that on your communication card. Or uh, let me know, email me, and we can uh, talk about that. So that will be an exciting day. Uh, in three weeks on the 28th and and then as many of you know in december we we asked you to uh to give generously at the year end and so we could continue to to fulfill our commitments with uh, uh for the future which was our capital initiative that we started in uh, in the spring and I, I, I got to tell you, at the end of December, we had brought in $130,673, okay? And, and that is a lot of money for us. And, uh, in fact, last year, we had one of our best months ever. Last December, December 22, we brought in 90000 So that's 40000 more than uh, what we did last year. And last year was good. So I just want to say thank you for that. And thank you for your generosity. And for your commitment to this place. And what that communicates to me is that you guys have embraced and bought in to to our vision. And you've embraced, hey, this is the church I want to be at. And and I like what they're doing. And I like the direction they're headed. And we've always been committed to, to just this simple statement. Of what we want to do and what we want to accomplish as a church, and it's been our vision statement from the very beginning when we started in 2011. And it says this: It says, by receiving all that God wants to give us and giving His blessing away, we'll be a a, we'll create a caring community where all can belong, become like Christ, and, and be a blessing to the world. And we've said this is what we're about. And this simple statement has guided us into the future. And if you were here with us on Christmas Eve, you got to hear J.J. Uh, J. Slatton give his, his faith story. And and it was so cool to hear uh, his story and his journey because he came here uh, as kind of a skeptic. And, and But he came and joined us and, and he belonged and he built relationships. And we gave him space to kind of process the claims of Christ, and what was it all about and He went through uh, the alpha class and, and and he worked at it, and then finally he made that decision to follow christ and since then he 's gotten involved in service and he 's gotten in a small group, and he 's growing and developing that that faith in christ and And I thought it was so cool, his story, because that's what we want to do. That's our vision, that that we want to belong and become like Christ and be a blessing to the world. Now, Andy Stanley, who's a Christian leader, said, hey, you want to marry your mission and date your methods, okay? And that analogy breaks down a little bit because if you're married, you shouldn't be dating, right? And, And... but the, the concept is you're committed fully to your mission. But to your message, you're just dating them, And sometimes you have, need to have that DTR, right? That define the relationship and decide what's going on. And so this year, as we've talked, last, last year, last semester, as we've talked about how can we do even a better job? of getting people connected to our vision, of getting people involved in what we want to do. And, and so we thought, well, we're, we're married to our mission. That vision is solid. That's what we want to do. We know that. But we need to tweak our, our methods a little bit. We, we need to change our method, And we thought if we developed a pathway where people could see, okay, Here's my next movement. Here's what, what I need to do next in my relationship with God. Then we thought, if we could create that, that would help people step in to our vision even more than they're doing now. And, and so we worked hard on this all fall, and we thought, we're going to kick this off at the beginning of this new year. And we're going to lay out this pathway as a way that, that you can get involved and jump in, take your next step, have your next movement, be whatever that is a- along this pathway. Okay? So what we're gonna do is talk about that today and talk about that vision and, and, and mission and talk about what are the methods that we're using to get us to where we wanna go. Okay, so we we call this the the Westbrook pathway. Not not real creative, I know, but that's what it is. And the first box in that pathway, you'll see it on the back of your bulletin if you have a bulletin, but the first box on that back pathway is connect. And that's really about us being a caring community. Well, we want people to come here and belong. And belong, but before you believe all the right things, before you act all a, a certain way, you can just come here and belong. Come here and connect with us. Well, we want to be in relationship with you. And we want to build this relationship. And if you think about it, the relationship is the key foundational piece for everything else that follows Because if we're in relationship with God and with other people, we can grow, we can develop, we can take steps. But the first part of that is being in relationship. And if you look at God, he's a relational God. I mean, even in the Trinity, it's about relationships. The father praises the son. The son says, hey, I'm just doing what I see the father doing. And the Holy Spirit just points at both the Father and the Son. So it's a relationship of oneness. And God's a relational God. And so he created us to be in relationship. To be in relationship with him and to be in relationship with other people. So so the first step in getting involved in our church is embracing our mission. Is to get connected. Is to build relationships is to connect with people. And we do this informally and formally. We have informal ways that you do that. And in informal ways. That's why we have coffee and treats out there. Okay, It's not because you need more donut holes. Okay, <laughs> It's because we want you to connect. We want you to build relationships. And a coffee and something to eat is a way to do that. That's an informal way we do that. But, but we also have formal ways. You know, just what Randy was saying. The, the men are getting together on January 27th and having breakfast. There'll be a lot of bacon there. You know, We'll eat a lot of bacon. We'll hang out and, and we'll build relationships. And we'll connect with each other. The women are doing a, a small group this week and on January 30th, they go to restaurants, Okay? And they just hang out there. They order food and they talk and talk and talk, okay? And, and that's what they do. And pretty soon and then the, the, the restaurant says we're closing, okay? You got to go. I don't know if that happens. I made that up. Okay, but, but they build relationships. That's what we want to do here. We want to be a relational church where people can belong and connect. One of the foundational verses, I feel like, for my ministry is 1 Thessalonians 2.8. And it's Paul talking to the Thessalonians, telling them uh, how he feels about them. And I love this verse. It says, Paul says, we loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you've become so dear to us. Isn't that a cool verse? He's saying, guys, we wanted to give you the gospel. But more than that, we wanted to connect with you. We wanted to be in your lives and about that. And I thought, I remember reading that as a young person who was going into ministry and I said to myself, that's what I want my ministry to be about. I want to be in relationship." and I feel like in this church that's what, what I have I mean I, I, I love you guys I, I want to give you the gospel but, but I want to share my life with you too and, and that's the church we want to be now, now obviously we probably have 300 people that come in and out of here we can't, can't be in deep relationship with each one of them but that's not the point the point is we can be in relationship with each other and we can have people that know our name, know our story. And that's the foundational piece of what ever follows in our relationship with God. Because God's a relational God. So I'd encourage you that maybe you're here and your first movement into getting involved in this church is just to get to know people. I'd encourage you to to go to the thing. Go to the men's breakfast on the 27th. Go go to the women's night out on the 30th. And connect with people. And as you're doing that, you're fulfilling part of our vision. And so that first step is to connect because we want people to belong. Second is foundations. And, And we want people... To not only belong, but we want them to become like Christ. And you see, the foundations one and two are are right in between those words, belong and become. Because we want to do these six-week classes that that help us belong, but but also help us begin to grow in our relationship with Christ. And and these classes, again, are foundational. We go through the the basics uh, of the Christian faith. And we go through uh, our beliefs and and our vision about the church and where we want the church to go and how it's organized. And so we're doing two six-week classes. And we're going to use the Alpha curriculum. And these groups are going to start with a meal because we want to build relationships and connect. So, so we start with a meal, we have some teaching, and we end with, with a small group. And, and the small group will discuss the teaching, but also it, it will be a place, a safe place where you can raise questions. And we really believe in questions here at Westbrook. Well, we think we need to talk about them, address them, and, and have space where people can bring up their questions. And so much, it happens in church where where somebody will have a million-dollar question and, and, and you'll just get a five-cent answer back. And it just shuts down the thought or, or what's behind the question and it completely shuts it down. And we don't want to do that. We want to take those million-dollar questions and, and in that small group chew on them and discuss them. Because we really believe that when we get to our questions, when we understand what's behind our questions, we really come to understand and know who God is. Because, look, there's questions we can't answer definitively, obviously. But as we address those and see what's behind them, God works. And I've seen this happen over and over in these types of groups. That as people throw out their question, as we discuss it, as you get other people's perspective, the Holy Spirit moves and works. And it's a powerful time. And so that's part of of what we want to do in in those foundational classes. And we have one starting January 23rd. It's Tuesday night from 6 to 8. And I'd encourage you that maybe that's the next movement for you. To embrace our vision and be a part of it to, to be part of, of, of a class like that that can be foundational in you getting to know other people and, and you growing in your relationship with God so we have connections we have foundation the next part is engagement and, and engagement It's simply about taking that step to to really focus on becoming like Christ. You know, we say, hey, come as you are here. You don't have to believe the things we believe. You don't have to act the way certain people say you should act. Just come and you can be part of our church. But we also say that that once you're part, once you're here, You can come as you are, but but don't stay as you are. I believe God has for each of us an adventure that that he wants us to grow in, that he wants us to to embrace, that, that he wants to change us and forgive us and restore us and heal us and use us in other people's lives. That's what God wants but he can't do that unless we engage unless we take those steps to to move forward and and I know I I gotta be honest with you if you just come once a week for an hour and and you come and and, and it kind of alleviates your guilt or you check a box and you say that's it And, and and that's all you do in your relationship with God, that's not a, a enough to really experience and know what it means to, to walk with God. Now, now I know that, that if you're new here, you, you need to come for a while and check it out and feel comfortable that that this is your church. But if you've been here for a while and, and you're just coming on Sundays... And just say, "Well, I'll come on Sunday and won't really do anything much in the week, and throw some stuff in the offering plate, and, and then I'll be okay with God." We don't even have an offering plate, so you can't do so. that. But but the point is, that, that's not enough. You need to engage in, in your faith. You need to engage with God. And, and we have two tools to do that here. One is. Uh, A small group. And a small group is just a place where where you can build a a more intimate community. Where where people know your name and know your story. It's the best place to learn and to grow and to serve. And to care for each other. And and we have all kinds of small groups going on. We have new ones starting all the time. And and it's a way that, that you can engage with other people and with God. It's a step into that. And I'd encourage you that if you feel like that's where you are, write that on your card. We'll get you involved in in a small group. Because in those small groups, that's where we see the spiritual life really take off. That's where we see God working and moving in our lives. And the next part of engagement is serving. It's just to be able to serve and to give. In serving, what happens is we commit ourselves to something larger than ourselves, something outside of ourselves. And when we serve, well, we give to God and we give to his people. But we have to connect our serving to, to a greater picture to to a greater vision of what god's happening like for example if you work in children's ministry you're not just babysitting and keeping the kids alive until their parents come back that's not what you're doing no what you're doing is communicating faith to the next generation what you're doing is building a foundation of faith for those kids So that they'll understand and know God. It's a high calling to work in children's ministry. It's an important part of what we're doing. Because we need to pass on the faith to the next generation. And that's what it means. I'm serving in there. I'm giving. And it might not feel like it sometimes. It might not feel like you're accomplishing anything. But you are. I can't tell you how many times I've heard a story like you know when I was a kid I went to church every Sunday and was in Sunday school and learned all this stuff but then I got to high school and college happened and I ignored it but but later on in my life when this event happened in my life I remembered a Bible verse that I learned as a kid And, and I knew that was God's way of calling me back to faith. I've heard that kind of story over and over again. And that happens because there are faithful people serving in children's ministry, knowing that that they weren't just babysitting, but they were communicating the faith to the next generation. See, we got to attach our service to something larger. Like if you're a greeter at the door, you're not just opening the door for people. What you're doing is you're creating a culture of warmth and acceptance. You're the first step in people coming into a culture of warmth and acceptance and belonging. It's a high calling. And I could go on and on with different... Ministries and different ways to serve the tech team, the worship people, the people that make coffee, serve donuts. They're all critical in what we're doing here. And so when you serve, you're giving back. You're focusing on something higher and larger than yourself. And God will reward you in Hebrews 6, 10, 11. It says this. It says, God's not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you've shown him as you've helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. See, the author says here hey, God's not going to forget about your service. He's going to reward you. He's going to give back to you. That's who he is. I love what he says next. He says, we want each of you to sow the same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. See, we all come to church. We all want to participate in church because we have a hope. I mean, we come to church and we hope that God will do something in our lives. Well, we hope that That God will forgive us. Or that God will help us deal with this anxiety. Or that God will help us with the depression we're experiencing. Or that God would use us in other people's lives. We all have this hope that God will move and work. As we come to church, as we participate in this community. But this verse says that we have to show some diligence. To the very end. For, for our hope to be fully realized. See we have to have diligence and perseverance in our relationship with God. To have it be fully realized. To have our hope be fully realized. Well we have to pursue our relationship with God. It, it takes some effort. And it's not effort to change ourselves. Only God changes us. But it's effort And diligence to build that relationship with God. Because it's only in that effort that, that our hope is fully realized. You see, we'll never fully realize our hope unless we're diligent to pursue our relationship with God. And as we're diligent to do that, God moves in God's work. And so that's why this engagement piece is so critical. That's why growth happens and we experience God more diligently as we put in an effort. And I got to say that there's people, so many people in our community that are doing that. are involved in small groups. And they're serving. And they're experiencing their relationship with God because God's not going to forget them God's going to reward them for that effort and that's what it says in Hebrews eleven six. 6 it says for without faith it's impossible to please him for him who comes to God must believe that he is and that he rewards those who diligently seek him see as we diligently seek him our hopes are realized our connection grows. And we develop a relationship with God that's enduring and that's substantive in our life. So we go from connection to foundation to, to engagement. And the next box is impact and blessing. Because we want to belong, become like Christ, and be a blessing to the world. And I always say that that we want to be a church that's a Matthew 25 church and a Matthew 28 church. And you say, well, what does that mean? (laughs) Well, Matthew 25 is where Jesus tells the parables of the sheep and the goats. And he says at the end of time, he's going to separate the sheep on this side, goats on another side. And in this parable, he says to the people who are on the sheep side, he said, hey, you're over here because I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you came and visited me. And everybody on that side is going, what's he talking about? And they say, Jesus, we never saw you thirsty or hungry or or needing clothes or a stranger. We invited you in. What are you talking about? And Jesus says this in Matthew 25, 40. He says, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. See, we want to be a place that, that serves the poor. We, we want to impact the world but by serving the poor and the marginalized because that's where Jesus' heart is. I mean, that's one passage in Matthew 25, but you can't read the Bible without seeing over and over again that, that God has a heart for the poor, the, the marginalized, the people that are discarded in this world. And we want to be a church that, that's doing that. We have an outreach team that that, that is helping us focus. Randy talked about our partnership with Love Inc. and the other churches in the community where we provide uh, detergent and laundry, soap, just basic needs to people who can't afford that. And and we need drivers. We need you to bring that detergent in and and bring donations. And and we need drivers to, to deliver that stuff. But it's a way that we can serve. But but we also do a number of different things. We have a relationship with Bountiful Basket where we grow the garden in the summer and and give all the produce to them because people need food. We do Operation Christmas Child where we give a little shoebox and Christmas gift to to people that are poor, people that couldn't afford any kind of gifts at Christmas. That's what we do. We do Feed My Starving Children. We do a food pack in, in the... The fall, we work with New Life Family Homes, New Life Family Services, that that work with women who've had unplanned pregnancies. We did a coat a clothes drive for Hope Avenue, this ministry that we're partnering with, that work with homeless people, and and we want to be a place. That's a blessing to the world. So you can serve there. And maybe your next movement is to serve the poor outside these walls. And even in different of these ministries, we have some people that lead them. But we need other people to lead them. If your heart is around Operation Christmas Child, you could lead that. Or maybe it's Feed My Starving Children. Or New Life Family Services. Any of those are places where we can serve and lead and serve the poor. That's what we want to do. We want to be a blessing. We want to be that Matthew 25 church. But we also want to be the Matthew 28 church. And you go, well, what's Matthew 28? Well, in Matthew 28, Jesus had risen from the dead. He'd appeared to 500 people. And one last time, he gathers his disciples together. And he gives them what's called the, the Great Commission, where he sends them out. He says this in Matthew twenty eight, eighteen. He says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always, even to the very end of the age. So so Jesus says, hey, I want you to go and get my message out. I want you to tell people about the greatest news ever, that I'm going to be in relationship with them. I want you to make disciples. And so we want to be a part of that. We want to be a place that not only serves the poor, but also shares our faith and communicates to people that this greatest news that they can have a relationship with Christ. And and I know what some of you are thinking right now, that you're thinking, I can't do that. I can't take somebody from not believing, being a total atheist, and then bring them up and being a disciple of Christ. You've got to be kidding. I can't do that. And if you're feeling that way, that's good, because you can't, okay? And, And that's not what God asks us to do. He asks us just to be a witness just to, to be a link in somebody's chain that, that leads them to Christ. We don't have to do it all. We just have to follow what God's doing and be a part of what he's involved with in our friends' and families' lives and in our acquaintances and in our neighborhoods. We want to share our faith, and we do that By practicing the blessed practices. And and we've talked about this before, but we say we want to bless people, so we begin with prayer. We we listen with care. We can't have a relationship unless we listen. We eat with them. There's something about eating together that moves the relationship from acquaintance to friendship. And, And then as you're praying with them, listening to them, eating with them, you'll know how to serve them. You'll know how you can serve them and love them. And then the next one is, is just share your story and share God's story. You'll have built that relationship. You'll have that credibility to do that. And, and you'll be blessed. And as we do that, people will come to faith. They'll The world will and And then we'll start that pathway all over again. And, and they'll connect here. Put a foundation. They'll so get engaged. They'll begin being a blessing to the world. And I know I've shared this with you in kind of linear fashion, and but but we know that life doesn't always go in linear fashion, right? And so maybe you need to jump in in one of these two, uh, one of these ways that isn't a direct linear way. But that's all right. We want you. To get involved, we want you to embrace this mission that we're married to of having a caring community where all can belong and become like Christ and be a blessing to the world. So, where is it that's your next movement? What's your next step into this pathway? What do you need to do? I'd encourage you to do it. Because as we put forth the effort and the discipline, God will work and move. So as we close, I just want to say, we're always looking for how we can better improve our church. Well, what are the the areas uh, that we're doing well in and that we're... Or areas that we need to grow in. And so we're going to be doing an all-church survey at the end of January. And you'll hear more about this. I just wanted to introduce this to you today. Because it fits with what we're doing. In our missions. And in our methods. So so we're going to be doing that. You'll hear more about that. I just wanted to let you know about that. And also... You might say, this is a whole lot of effort. Why do you do this? Well, we do it because Jesus didn't leave us in the mess that we created for ourselves. But he stepped down from his heavenly throne and he became one of us to show us what God was like and ultimately to die for our sins pay that penalty that we owed and and rise again. And and he knows we're forgetful people. So he commissioned us to regularly share a simple meal together that that communicates what he did. To to share a simple meal to get us to remember what he did for us.